Welcome to the Two Fab Femmes Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Hill and Gina Cafaso. Conversations on every topic for women to survive in this great big world. Welcome back, Femmes. This is Gina. Hey, Femmes. This is Maggie. And we have an amazing show for you. We're so excited about this. We have a reoccurring guest coming back. We love her. We do. She's fantastic. Gina, I think we're kind of groupies. <laughs> I do. We are. Totally. We're cappies. <laughs> she love oh. that. Well, we already gave her the idea that she's going to market bumper stickers now. Thank you very much because of us. So, you know. Right? I know. But anyway. Love her. I know. But we should probably tell everyone else who we're talking about. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> We have psychic medium Marilyn Cap back on our show for a third time. So excited. Woohoo! But this time she's promoting her book, which is very exciting. Well, you know, because last time we had her on, she was like, the book is coming midsummer and this is what's happening. And how exciting that it came, you know, that it's here. I know. It's just unbelievable. And I'm so excited. Me too. And it's such an opportune time. It's such a good time for her book to come out. I think a lot of people are going to need this for sure. But first, you know what we do? I'm putting on my heels. Yeah. (laughs) I I haven't worn heels. Oh my God. (laughs) You know what? I really, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud. My legs are kind of junk right now. And I'm thinking it's because I'm usually in five inch heels that my calves are, oh, big time. Oh no, (sighs) I agree. I agree. I know I wore, I wore wedges to like, I went out, I went out with a girlfriend and we went to a winery and I wore wedges and I, and I was thinking, Oh my God, I'm wearing heels. (laughs) I mean, they were wedges, but still I was like, Hey, Hey, they're heels. I was like, I have some height to me. I love this. Okay. Kind of fun. But anyway, but you know, so you're wearing your heels into a bar. Strutting into a bar, honey. Strutting into a bar. (laughs) I love it. And bars are starting, some bars are starting to open up. Mm, kind of, you know, it's, yeah, well, you know, that goes, but yeah. So anyway, well, Jim and I went to one of our favorites in Del Mar, the saddle bar. Oh, nice. And I'll tell you, the only reason we went in is because they have these huge plexiglass partitions between the booths. Oh, nice. And, you know, we had face masks on. It wasn't full. There were very few people in there. So that was nice. And just, it felt protected and fine. So that was nice. fun. <laughs> I know we went to a winery and it was they spread us out really far apart from each other and all the servers were in masks, but we didn't really have to, if we didn't want to, but we had them with us just in case, but you know, but it's hard to sip wine while you're wearing a mask. I'm just, I know it's like <laughs> so straw underneath. Little, Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. It's a little difficult, <laughs> but anyway, so what's your drink of the week though? Give us the scoop. What's been happening? Well, the drink of the week is this again with the house. Hate to be that broken record. <laughs> Hate to be that dead horse. We keep kicking, but anyway, <laughs> We've moved to the backyard now, so we've done a ton of not gardening, like full straight up yard work. And now we're planting, which is really fun. So I'm going with the green giant. Oh. And it's just looks delicious. It's like snap peas and tarragon, which are like the featured ingredients. And then you've got organic vodka and a little honey and lemon juice, dry vermouth. I know. So I'm I've like, never heard of this. I haven't either. So I'm, I'm doing that and, uh, yeah, doing a whole gardening theme. There you go. I like it. 
busy, like busy AF as usual. How about you, girl? Well, with everything going on, <laughs> right? pandemic, riots, looting, all that, I'm going with a bottle of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How about you do? How about you do fire jack because of all Ooh. the fires too, right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that would work too. But yeah, Isn't I'm just terrible? like, oh, so much. It's just such unrest right now. I feel like, you know, this year, 2020. Can we just end it now? Really? I mean, I'm just over this year. I'm over it. Over it. Over it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I was like, you know, what what kind of suits my mood right now is? Yeah, it's a bottle of Jack. That's. It. <laughs> I think like, yeah, just. <laughs> You know, just put the little pourer on there and I'll pour it straight in. <laughs> Whole bottles to myself too. What are you guys drinking? Because this is mine. Well, apparently I'm drinking some sappy ass garden drink and you're just going big. Okay. Good times. <laughs> I will be the one driving later. Yes, clearly. it's true. <laughs> Oh my and God. I have to be careful of the height of the heels because I might trip and fall. Oh, well, stick to those wedges, honey. Yeah, At least yeah. you got some, you know, yeah, something to balance on. <laughs> but I will say, Gina, you know, this is such a trying time. 2020 is just, this is the time. Big changes are coming. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know. I, I feel this is a very important time, particularly yes. with this police officer being charged. That's that's good, positive right. movement because he deserved it. Okay. Right. That's not me bashing on cops. No, right. It's me saying, look, you became a cop to do good. Yeah. What are you doing um, going the other way? So, well, And it's so impressive to see so many officers come out in support of this. You know, not the looting and the violence, obviously, but supporting what people are doing and they understand why people are so angry right. and all those officers you see photographs of them taking a knee walking with them dancing with them Amazing. you know it, it's showing that you know they they understand I mean you know like there's bad apples out there and we know that but these people have to be prosecuted because they he committed a crime I mean murder I mean it's ridiculous to me that they can get away with this crap I'm I'm, Agreed. I'm so over it Agreed. And I, and I do, you know, you feel for the family and then you feel because it's also racially uh, motivated as well. I believe that Mm -hmm. was, you know, a lot to do with it, that black lives matter. And obviously that's what a lot of the protests are about. And you just want to get out there and be a part of it because yes, it's true. Like this is, this is America people. Yeah. Get over it. Right. The minorities are the racists, yeah. period. Yeah, right. So I don't know, Maggie, if you saw this, but there's a post that I saw on social media with Twitch. He's the, his name's Stephen Twitch Boss. He's the DJ on the Ellen Show. Oh. He was, he was also on So You Think You Could Dance. And he, oh my God, phenomenal dancer. He blew me away when I watched him. I was just blown. I just was a fan of his immediately. I thought Ooh, he was I got to look him up right now. Yeah, he's fantastic. But they did this post and I think it was Oprah that posted it, if I remember right. But they had him and his wife. So he's black, his wife is white uh, and they have a, a mixed child. So they had their hands up like number 10, showing 10 fingers. Which happened to be the most beautiful people, right? Oh God, yeah. I mean, oh, honestly, like they, they st- oh, oh my stunning. God. Absolutely stunning. So they have their hands up. So they're both like, and then they ask them questions. Like how many times they've been profiled? How many times they have people walked out of an elevator when you got into an elevator? Have people clutched their purse when you walked it by them? All these kind of things. And Twitch put his all fingers down, like every question. Yeah. And she had her hand, her finger still up. And then they asked one thing, are you afraid that your son may be killed by a police officer? And she put one finger down. 
Oh my and God, it, that's powerful. It was so powerful. And I was so like moved by that. I mean, because, you know, he, I mean, here's this guy who's busted his butt. He's talented. He's an entertainer. He has a beautiful wife, beautiful child, and he has to worry about the color of his skin. It just, it just is disgusting to me. Disgusting. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Honestly, this could be complete naivete. I don't think so, but this is more hope, if anything. With everything that happened with this officer being charged, I'm hoping that that is a step in the right direction. Yep. I really, really am. But in terms of the racism in this country, while we have this person at the head of the helm, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. It really is. And, and that's just the way that goes. Right. Like, these people have come out of the woodwork over the last four years yeah. because now they have this, you know, person that, as our president. I think people just feel like they have a pass. Yeah, it's, it's true. really, it's just not okay. So Maggie, you ready? So ready. We're so excited to have Marilyn Cap back on the show. So we know it's been an interesting beginning of the year with the pandemic and everything else. So this is a perfect time to get Marilyn's book, Love is Greater Than Pain, Secrets from the Universe for Healing After Loss. Maggie, this is such an opportune time for this book to come out. I, I don't think timing could have happened any better. I, I'm totally with you on that. And what she has to say is just amazing. So we are excited to share this with you. So here we go. So welcome back to our show, Marilyn Cap. We're so excited to have you. I am very excited to be here. Thank you so much. It's a very exciting time. Yay. And thanks for coming back on the show. You've been with us a couple of times. So this is, we're excited to have you back. Very excited. Uh, thank, you you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And we have something big to celebrate, the release of your new book, Love is Yay. Greater Than Pain. So it's Love is yeah. Greater Than Pain, Secrets from the Universe for Healing After Loss. Yes, it's been a long time in coming and here it is. So tell us about it. Tell us about the book, what motivated you to write it, and you know what you hope people gain from reading it. Well, it's interesting. I was working on another book before this one, and um, something happened that really changed my whole world and my whole outlook. Um, we became friends with a family whose son, he was 32 years old, he was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. And we, we became friends with the family and they were just so supportive and they, the doctors were not optimistic. They gave him a relatively short time, but his two uncles who are, you can look them up on healingpack.org. They're both healers and they asked me to get involved and we would channel with Alan, the, he's, the whole first chapter is about Alan in the book. Um, we would channel with him every week. He lived for 15 months and wanted to have a very conscious and present transition and he wanted to learn everything there was to learn and he was just this beautiful amazing young man who did eventually pass 15 months after he was diagnosed mm -hmm. four years later i was channeling for his mom and which i love to do on anniversaries or birthdays and he was doing what he does. He came in with this great big smile and grin, and he knows exactly what to say to his mom to ease her heart and to have her feel better. And he's current in his relationship with her, and it's magnificent. And we're smiling and laughing. And all of a sudden, I, the, the Marilyn part of me, because I stay present when I channel, I just stopped. 
And I said, I will never understand this dichotomy. Why in the world is there so much grief and so much pain when he's right here, he's, he's loving his mom, she's laughing and listening, but when the channeling is over, he's not in body and she can't hug him. And I recognize that there's no death, there's physical transition, but why in, in the world do we have so much pain and so much loss and so much grief? And Alan just grinned his handsome, beautiful grin. And he said, oh, I can tell you why. And I just looked at him and said, why? And he said, I'll tell you the secret to the universe. And that's where, <laughs> this is where the book got its name. He said, oh, we go goodness. through it to learn that love is greater than pain. If wow. he, and he said, tell my mom, if she didn't love me as much as she does, would she have any pain now? No. The, the grief, the pain is all a byproduct of having loved so deeply and fully. And I was blown away by that. I mean, it was a question that I've asked since I was tiny when I would watch people grieve and I would grieve. And yet I'd feel the people next to me and know that they were viable and know that they're okay. And it made me realize that we really have to honor our grief and understand that we're all vibrational beings. You know, I'll go on and on and on. I'm just very well, excited <laughs> about this book. Well, uh, but, but with that said, Marilyn, let me ask you this because, because she had the, the opportunity to experience that with you and, and her son and go through that before he actually passed, that was really a gift to her because then you came in afterwards and, and she knew. For those of us that haven't had that experience or don't understand that, how can we raise our personal vibration to increase that joy and be more open to receiving messages from those that we love that have passed on? Well, here's, here's the thing. We are all vibrational beings. When people go out of body, return back to source, their vibration is higher. They vibrate at a higher frequency than we do. They're just as viable as we are. So what we can do to increase our communication, you know, everything we put out there, they get. I love it that at the end of a session, people will say, well, tell them I love them. And I say, well, you just did. Um, but, but how can we hear the messages back? We can consciously, purposefully raise our vibration because the only thing separating us is, and I don't like to say divide, but there's a difference in the vibrational frequency. So we, if we raise our frequency, they're able to basically ride that wave and get through to us, you know, because basically the vibration is closer to each other. Um, to prove this, you know, electricity is higher vibration than somebody in the physical body. So very often people out of body will play with electricity. It's easier for them to get their message across. Mm -hmm. Now with digital, and we've talked about this before when I've been on your show, mm -hmm. they'll play with music things on shuffle. They'll do all kinds of things to, to get across. We're living in an unprecedented time right now because of the pandemic and so much grief all mm -hmm. around the world. The world, it, it's unprecedented because of communication and our ability to know what's going on um, all over the world because of fear, because of our need, people are looking up and begging for help. It isn't, you know, people are praying, but also people are looking up and saying, oh, please let my whoever it is that they love be okay. And there's so much need right now with people passing without their relatives and friends with, with them. Um, it, it's, there's an incredible need and what's happening is all over the world, people are looking up and saying, help us, help us. And 
the spirit world, they're here to help us. They want to help us. Very often they'll say, well, you didn't ask. I mean, they're watching out for us, but there's a couple of things going on out there. They're not really allowed to, sh to rob us of our growth. If we need to have a eureka moment, they're not going to come in and just lay out the map. They, they want to help support us and learn how to, you know, do whatever it is we came here to do. They want to help us expand. They want to protect us. And they want to really support our journey and our learning. So when so many people are literally looking up and saying, oh, help us, or grandpa, help us, mom, help us, they hear us, they're coming in closer, their vibration, they're coming in so close that the gap in vibration or the fluctuation is the narrowest it's ever been. And that's what I've been channeling in. Of course, I don't know these things, but it's being channeled in that this is an incredible opportunity right now to open up our hearts and minds, align ourselves, raise our vibration, and I'll tell you how to do that in a minute, so that we can have more communication because basically it feels like all over the world people are riding this wave of need and love because people are afraid for their loved ones their loved ones might have passed they need to let them know how much they love them and the loved ones out there are trying to do the same thing our need is reciprocal our connection our our trying to and needing to comfort each other is reciprocal is reciprocal so how do we go about raising our vibration it feels like it might be counterintuitive to the state of grief. Um, but the whole thing is, and I discussed this in the book, the whole first part of the book is about honoring grief, allowing grief to go through you because you don't want to have it settle in your physical body and just sit there. That's, you know, that causes the dis-ease, that causes illness, that causes disease. So we need to go through the grief. And a lot of people feel if they let go of the grief that they're letting go of their loved one. And it's really quite the opposite. If you process your grief and of course one of the things that raises your vibration the most is camaraderie hugging people the love of people and we're challenged with that too i mean there are so many people who are quarantining by themselves or you know might not be with with the people they really would like to be with um, so it's an incredibly challenging time but that challenge offers such a need and an opportunity to align oneself with that higher vibration so while somebody has to honor their grief and understand that it's a process that we're in the physical body, we need to honor that, allow it to pass through us and, and heal, heal from that. Even though our physical world will never be the same without our loved one in it, in the physical way. Well, Marilyn, I have a question for you too, with the mass amount of grieving, like you've mentioned, that is going on with COVID yes. and, you know, now with, you know, all the, even we're seeing all these riots popping up here and there and things like that. What are some tools that will help us get there other than raising right. our vibration like what are some things that we can do to do that to make well, that it's, happen it's, thank you because the tools to raise your vibration are exactly the same it's about love it's about solidarity um raising your vibration is about ally, allowing love and joy that's it, again it sounds counterintuitive but allowing the most amount of joy on the physical plane, nature, music, art, hugs, all of that. And with all the rioting and all of this going on, I think that, <laughs> I'm listening, what they're downloading is the takeaway from that. There are always going to be people who are making trouble. The squeaky wheels get a lot of the coverage. But basically, there are a lot of people out there doing what they feel they need to do 
for camaraderie, for love, for solidarity. And if we can tap into that, then we can raise our vibration. It doesn't mean that you're not protesting. It doesn't mean that you're not fighting for people's rights as well as your own. It means aligning with the highest good for everybody. Love is for everybody. And so it's, it, it, it depends on how one protests. One can really align themselves to the highest good. And um, it's all about honor and love. And so it is an unprecedented time. And, and it feels as if the need for solidarity and um, I, I can only say brotherhood if I add sisterhood and humanhood, humanhood, mm -hmm. let's put right. it that way. I mean, we need that. And that really is the highest vibration. The more we heal as a global community, the more we heal with the love of everybody, the more we're going to raise the global vibration as well as our own personal vibration to receive more direction, love, and, and, and comfort and comfort from those who have passed. The big thing is, and especially in a time like this, we, we love the people we love. We want to help them if they need to transition. We hope it's in a way that we're allowed to be with them, comfort them, hear their last words, tell them how much we love them. And so many people, again, around the entire world are being robbed of that. What people need to know is that, again, they, they get everything you put out there. Nothing needs to be unresolved. We have that power. You can go into a room. It's interesting because... I'm understanding now that so much of this book really aligns with what with with the issues that are going on right now. Of course, I didn't understand that while I was writing it and and downloading it. But there's there's the story about a man in there in the book that um, when he came for a session, his father came in and he said, "Do you remember you went into a room alone?" You thought you were alone and you talked to me and you said, "I I need to let it go. We had so much conflict." I forgive you, please forgive me. You need to know how much I love you. And that was six years before this man came in for a session. The first thing that happened is his father came in and said, thank you, thank you, because you gave me permission to let go of my shame for being judged. The father was very judgmental and was non-accepting of the son. And the son reached out and didn't realize the power he had in absolving his father. He was doing it for himself, he said, to let go of the pain. He couldn't carry it anymore. But what happened was his father had such healing from his son's truth that it changed everything. And now they have an ongoing relationship and communicate with each other more than they ever did while the father was here. And, you know, there are other stories, one about a man who was toxic, he was an alcoholic. And when he came through and channeled to his daughter, he talked about how he was so ashamed that he wasn't so conscious, that he wasn't that he wasn't more available for her. And he said, but listen, I'm so honored that you're listening to me. We can really work on this relationship now and allow me to be the father you never had. So that healing is possible. And when you have this global pandemic where everyone's need is so great, when you have so many people looking up, praying, asking, begging, whether they're religious or not, just like, you know, what the whatever, that alignment allows that door to just open more broadly. And that kind of healing is taking place constantly, whether we're conscious of it or not. So if we apply our consciousness to it, that's when, it, that's when we really have intense healing, it, reciprocal healing.
so Marilyn, with that said, when we're talking about past resentment and lingering issues and the anger, you know, because that does happen, right, in families or what have you, and you don't have that ability to say goodbye or, or patch things up. How do you suggest that we let go of, of stuff like that? For those that are out there that are just, just tuning in to mm-hmm. what, what you know and what we're certainly learning from you and have learned so much from you over the past couple of years, how do you suggest that they let go of any past resentment and so forth? I think everyone needs to know that it's their birthright to remember the spiritual plane. Babies, if you look at babies, they're always looking above our heads. They're looking at the people they were with before they came. (laughs) We have access. And then we're very busied with the world and distracted. And most people forget. Some people continue to be able to see like I and and many, many others. But we all have not just that potential, but I, I really personally believe and what I've channeled in is that we all have that ability. So all we have to do is make the offering. It doesn't require any skill that you have to worry about having. If you just sit yourself down, look up and start talking. Um, it's, it's interesting. When I do sessions with people, I ask them not to take notes. We record it, but I'd rather not have them have the distraction. If you just sit back and feel, usually people will actually feel a touch We call it the wave when somebody hugs them, that energetic wave. It's very experiential. So the actual act of pouring your heart out and looking for resolution and looking for unity and and love and and to let things go actually does raise the vibration by itself. That's enough to raise that vibration. So if you just go into a room and start pouring your heart out, your vibration will zoom right up. And they will have the ability, if they so choose, and they tell me they are always choosing love, to hug us, to help us. They want ablution. They want to let go of their guilt and pain. They want us to do the same. If we can instigate it, because they're the ones at the higher vibration that we can't literally see the way we used to see, if we just literally, we could do it in our head or out loud. Out loud, I think is more therapeutic for us as humans. But if we just say everything we want to say, the action happens and there's reciprocity. I love that. That in itself raises the vibration. That's, there's, there's no other special instruction other than offering your heart. And the other thing is they're tapping on my shoulder and saying, and then they should watch. Then they should just peak their awareness, especially now when we're quarantined and going through so much nature, you know, watch the birds. The birds are singing like crazy. People out of body will enlist the help of birds and, and butterflies and bring them to us and they'll sing to us. They'll communicate with us. It isn't like a horror movie where out of body grandpa possesses the birdie. Basically, <laughs> I love that. That could be a new. That could be yeah, a new movie is. right there. The bird. That's yeah. amazing. Bird. It's really grandpa. Well, <laughs> well, you know what's interesting yeah, though that was, about that, was, that too. Okay, so when people, I wanted to get some insights from you about the afterlife too, because you know, is there really a light at the end of the tunnel? Or is it different experience for everybody? I mean, do some spirits or some people or souls get stuck or do they all move on to a different plane or heaven or whatever, however you would define it? Um, or how, how is that transition for most people? I, I think that's a really good question. Um, and I never really thought of that. I always ask, I do. And, and I can tell you the if, if people who are listening want to 
go and do and start just getting this communication going more or, or probably already have it happening. I always do a little mantra first and it's protection and intention. I can tell you what the one I use um, it's we clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of God. That's the first part that states, you know, the protection. And you don't have to be a God person. You can say nature, whatever it is, doctor it up so it feels right for you. But the second part is the really powerful part of stating the intention. I wear it not only for my own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to God and healed. So with that, I'm asking that everything that come in that I channel, you know, I'm offering my whole system. When I, when it is, I don't just see and hear people. They literally will come through my body so that I can pick up quick cues about maybe how they passed. I'll feel things in my body and translate it. So I need to feel safe and know that their intention is good and their vibration is good. So that said, I think your question is a very powerful and smart one, but I ask for everything to be on the highest level. Um, I channeled a lot around 9-11 and one mom whose son had passed asked what happens to the perpetrators. And I, I wrote about that. Um, a lot of people who are separated from their heart, their gut, if they're brainwashed, heart washed, gut washed against their own life is let's say a suicide bomber, they're not valuing their own life, let alone those of others. They go right into, and, and a lot of people who are unconscious or hurt people purposefully will go on into kind of a holding place of, it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of energy there, but it's their own. When, when we go out of body, we look at a life review. If people are so distanced from their own soul that they can't really do that, it isn't pitchforks what I see. This is, I can only report what I see. I'm sure there's much more, but it isn't devils and pitchforks. There's a whole lot of light and guides, angels, whatever you want to call them are all waiting for people to come to consciousness enough to address the things they did. And um, it, it feels to me that people are definitely held accountable, but I don't see that souls are treated cruelly, even if they're separated from their own viability um so so that's the extent of what i've seen of the negative side there are people on the earth plane who aren't that nice i'm sure there's plenty going on out there i think horror movies like to take that wave and make it a chill and make it frightening i don't think it's as bad as what they represent but through my own asking and safety and i i ask that everything be for the highest good for healing purposes only and I think that's all we have to do to allow ourselves to really go out there and allow the communication safely. Um, that said, I mean, I wouldn't want a Ouija board in the house. I don't think it's the safest thing to go inviting things in that we don't know that much about. And that's why I think it's so important to do the protection and intention. So with what's going on here, and especially with the pandemic, looking up and asking for help, it's all about higher vibration. It's all about love and expansion. And it's all about healing, healing with each other. And I can't even remember what you asked, so you have to bring me back in. <laughs> well, I was just talking about the, like, the light at the end of the tunnel. If that's a real, is that a real thing? Because you, right. you hear about that in all the movies, so, like, you go know, to the light. <laughs> you just wonder, is that true? Well, no, I, I think it's, it's I, I believe it's true for most. Gotcha. 
I really do believe it's true for most, and it probably is true for all to go through light, even if one is in unconsciousness. But again, I know that there's rehab out there. I know that there's a holding pattern while people try to regroup and reclaim their own autonomy and soul's purpose. So I know that there are repercussions for sure um, about that. But in terms of, you know, it's so interesting when you hear about and learn about near-death experiences about light, they all seem to report, you know, the same thing. And when I was going through, I, I went through, a, a, you know, grew through, I grew through a cancer experience. And at one point uh, it got pretty bad and my body went into shock between chemo and, and other drugs. And I felt myself roll over and start to get out of bed. And I realized I didn't have my body with me. And it felt so beautiful, loving, like everything made sense. And I was like, oh my God. And before I could really feel how, just how wonderful that was, I was gently pushed back into my body. I was grateful. I want to stay here. But um, it, it's, I, I think all that is real. It's all about light. It really is all about light and expansion and love. And I think we're so incredibly loved. And another way that I've learned this, I mean, channeling, you, you would think I have the saddest job channeling people who are frustrated, but I, it's, I have the most joyful, loving job because they're reporting, don't worry, we're here, we'll be together again, I'm with you, and live your life fully and enjoy everything, we'll be together. Why suffer so much? Of course we miss people and we have pain, but why suffer so much if you're just completing your mission here and we'll be proud of each other, but then we'll be together. That's the reality. That, that's the reality. So that's something we need to remember. And again, I, I tend to get so excited about what I'm talking about and I'll feel people tapping me on the shoulder and channeling in what they want to say. Um, I want to share that writing this book, I had a gathering of kids um, come around and hang out. They, they hung out with me a lot when I was sick. Um, a lot of the kids I had channels for their families and I could feel them saying, hey, you, you help us. We want to help you. It's, it's so these are children that have passed on is what you're saying. Children who have passed on. And, but then I started getting, you know, a few years ago, this group of kids that I didn't recognize as kids that I channeled. And they said, oh no, you haven't channeled us. But you know, my mom, my dad, they'll never go to a medium. They're not into this stuff. Can you tell them, can you do something, make it as mainstream as you can so that I'll get somebody to get them to read it. Because when you read about, talk about, share any of that, all, all this discussion, you actually are raising the vibration. So these kids are looking to get a Valentine through me and through many, many others, through any way they can do it to allow their parents to open up and hear their voice. Because it is frustrating for people out there when they want to let us know they're okay. Yeah, you are still going to grieve. Of course we are. But they can let us know that they're okay. And during this pandemic, we need that more than ever. It's the need is so accelerated and heightened. And again, the energy is from all over the world, raising the vibration and need. So tapping into it now, it's really an incredible opportunity. You know, it's interesting because um, technology is becoming so high frequency. I've been channeling in for a few years that within 25 to 30 years, I'll be out of a job because there'll be full um, communication through technology. And lately I've been channeling in that that will probably be accelerated by people's own need and desire and technology can be support, but I think we're going to do it, our own soul. 
Well, both Maggie and I have had experiences with our phones doing things and sending us messages. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm a full believer that that stuff can happen. I know. Absolutely. Maggie sure. yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And this has always kind of fascinated uh, me, Marilyn, because I had an aunt years ago, uh, you know, who, who was clearly passing on and she was in hospice and all of this. She wouldn't let go. And what I had realized was that the moment my dad walked in the room and they spoke a little bit of Arabic together, which I hadn't heard them speak in years, she then passed. So you often hear of that, you know, Mm -hmm. people that are on their deathbed holding on until they see that one person, how can they do that? And, and typically why do you think that happens? I think it happens. There's a lot going on with that. I think that Um, The brain is a really wonderful tool, but as somebody, this is what I've learned through channeling, as somebody is getting ready to transition, they go into a form of, of soul memory, and it really taps into the heart. There are so many people who hang on because they're basking in the love of both the in-body and out-of-body world and just being cradled in it and loving it. And of course, there's the need for resolution. They know, and usually by the time somebody is really at the point of going out of body, they practice a little bit. This is if somebody has the luxury of having, you know, the bedside thing going on as opposed to a sudden trauma. They, they feel the out-of-body frequency. They know that it's going on. They know that they're already learning, even in those final moments that uh, in the physical body, that they'll have access to us. That's given to them very often by the ones that went before them. Don't worry, when you come, you can let go, you'll see them. But what the person who's getting ready to transition might realize, even if they're not thinking about it consciously, is even if they have access to us, the loved ones that we they're leaving behind might not understand that they still have access. So they're looking for the ones they love mm. to come and make peace and have resolution because they don't want people walking around with heavy hearts and they want things resolved as much as right. possible. So they do have the ability to hold on. They really are, and very often are orchestrators in their own timing. Now, at the same time, so I have no doubt that that was the reality of what happened um, with what you're talking about. But it's interesting, too, because I've heard so many people say, I held on and held on because you wouldn't leave the room and finally you had oh, to go wow. get coffee to the bathroom. <laughs> Sometimes people will love so much that they won't go out of body while someone's in the room because they don't want to leave. Wow. And so, and they, they're afraid we'll have trauma. I remember when my mother was getting ready to go, I said, if you need to, I understand. But she waited and, and, you know, I would go out, I was with her the last 10 days, like round the clock. And every day I would say, I'm going to go for a walk for 10 minutes. If you need to go, it's okay. But I was really honored and, and happy that she wanted us in the room. I have a question kind of on the same lines as that. Sometimes when you're reminded of the people that have passed on, it really spirals you back into feeling their loss. Yes. Um, how do you evolve from that or realize, you know, like just be happy in the memories and not get so bogged down by feeling their loss so heavily? Um, I think it's by embracing the physical pain and loss because it's real. I think it's really hard. What I've learned from a lot of grieving parents, it's really hard when people won't say their kids' names because they're afraid of bringing up pain. I mean, they're thinking about it all the time. I think by honoring, loving, hugging when we can again, camaraderie, all of that helps ease us on the physical plane. And 
we, we need that. We need that camaraderie and that can help raise our vibration. To deny the grief is going to suppress the vibration. That's the segue to the communication. So we want to allow the grief. And, and a lot of the book is about that, about wailing, crying, doing whatever we need to do. And then even in the midst of that, when, when a person is so unable to, make, to do anything other than grieve, look up and just say hi. Or look up and say, I know you're there. Even I might not even believe it yet, but I know you're there. Anything you can do to open the door is going to help. And there, Jesse, the whole thing is, the beautiful thing is that as we help ourselves, we help them. They Can you imagine kids looking at their parents and they're desperate to get through and, and they're trying to let the, the parents know that they're, they're, they're out of body. And yes, that's, that's horrible. It's terrible. It's grievous. But they're with the grandparents. They're with the great grandparents. You'll see us again. Live your life as fully as you can because we will be together. Let's make each other proud. But you need to cry. It's, it's really having and understanding that it's not a dichotomy at all. It coexists. The grief, what, what Alan said to his mom about love being greater than pain, it's because we love. And when we remember that, and when we remember a lot of the grief is that we still love and we just don't know where to put it, the fear about bringing it up goes out the window. You want to celebrate them, love them. And whenever I channel and people realize that their loved one knows what's going on for them in real time right now, and, and what happened yesterday, they understand that the relationship is continuous. And yes, we need to grieve on the physical plane, but the, the big picture is glorious. And that's what all these kids want to get out to their parents. And during this pandemic, this is what everyone who has been going out in all this tragedy and not being able to be with the ones we love, they want to let us know that they're with us in solidarity. They're looking to comfort us as much as we want to comfort them. So when we know it's reciprocal and we can help them, sometimes that's when we'll Well, I'll ourselves. tell you, Marilyn, that is so powerful and... Ugh. I, know, I don't know. Away. You give me chills every time know, we're with you. I was just going to say that I've had chills throughout this entire interview. That is so crazy. Honestly. Nice. And I, I, Gina and I are so looking forward to that book. We oh. are your top fans and we are so excited for this book. Oh, we have you. one more question for you. That's oddly, we've never asked you before. So you've gotten away with uh, murder on that one, but we're going to get you this time. <laughs> Marilyn, we need to know. Know, what little simple saying, what bumper sticker, what would that say? What would sum you up in a nutshell? I think it's something that, well, it's what Alan said, that love is greater oh, yeah. than pain because it's funny. I, I've gone through some losses and things during the writing of the book and, and been grieving and Sometimes I've had to, you know, when I when I've lost it and been really here, he says, you need to go back and like read the book just as a reader. Um, it really is wisdom that um, uh, uh, that Alan, he 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 just came in with the real truth. It's because we love that we're in pain. And would we not love? No. One thing he said to his mom is, you know, would you have not have had me because of the pain? Are we better for having been together? And she's like, of course, what are you talking about? And it's really realizing that love is greater than pain. And I have to remind myself. So I, I realize that 
Ellen gave this as a gift to the world, but it, I'm I'm learning from it too. And it's something I, I really need to know. You know, all this stuff about the book, I keep looking up and mom and dad, are you aware? Do you know? I keep wanting to go to the phone, but then I just hear, feel them tap on my shoulder and go, we know, I, we helped you. <laughs> oh, we helped wow. us That's so amazing. So we're, we're so much more integrated and we're all about love. It's all about love. And pain is the byproduct of not being able to love the way we're used to, the way we want to, the way we've been trained to. So we're just learning how to expand that love. So you just gave me a really good idea. I'm going to ask Random House if I can. Oh, right? Hey, oh my God. You know? <laughs> well, you know, Marilyn, we love you and yeah. absolutely love you to be oh, this. And we are so happy to have had you back on the show. Oh my no. God. I know. Thank you so much for coming back. We can't wait to read your book. Literally. I'm so excited. I know Maggie is too. With the pandemic, I know a lot of books went on hold, but this really does address a lot of what we're going through through the pandemic. So I'm extremely grateful that it's oh, going wow. to be Great delivered. Great timing. Great timing. Yeah. And oh, oh, I, let me share one more thing. We we couldn't go to the studio because of the pandemic. So we did the audio in, in my closet. <laughs> uh, my wonderful husband was the engineer. After almost 43 years of marriage, we spent three days in the closet and we came oh, out okay. Oh my goodness. So, I love it. I love it. <laughs> So, and I can't wait until this is, you know, obviously I'm praying for everyone's good health and everyone being well. And Excellent. when that happens, I can't wait to hug you both. You just have been so wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Aww. And stay safe, Marilyn, the, yes. the two of you, your family, and we will definitely see you soon. That would be awesome. Thank you. Sending you a giant hug and lots of love. And thank you. Love out there to everyone. So now for your survival tip of the week, Maggie, take it away. Well, Gina, I think this week we talk about what we just got done with Marilyn, what she's been talking about and really helping people find that peace. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I think that's really relevant. We've got a couple shows that we've done with her and in terms of finding that, you know, calm mind as you're going through this, or if you've lost loved ones, our meditation show, but I think that's relevant. Yeah, I think, and too, with her, when you go back and listen to some of these shows too, I think you'll get some messages that will come through to you that maybe you didn't get the first time. We did, let's see, was season two, episode 17 was Insight with Marilyn Cap. So that was the first time we had her on the show. And she gave us readings too, which remember we were in the studio and the light flickered. Remember that? That was crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Crazy, crazy. And it was so, I don't know. It was just, I got a lot of it. I know you did too. And then we had her back because we did kind of, it was around Halloween time. I know we wanted to do this and it was mm -hmm. season two, episode 32. They walk amongst us. And she talks about more of the spirits that went over and she, Lucille Ball came through. That was what was crazy on that one. Lucille Ball. She did the thing with the honey pots with my brother. That was a good one. That was, that was a good one. And then our last one is the meditation one, which was season three, episode two, mind blowing. Yeah. So if you need help, just kind of, cause, cause you know, Gina, I, that's relevant. We learned a lot just now about when you lose someone, you kind of lose yourself, right? Because right. You, the, the loss is so painful mm -hmm. and I would find it really hard to quiet my mind enough to be open 
to understanding that they're really still with us and so forth. So I think, you know, mind blowing some type of a meditation would really be relevant in doing that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally and agree I with just, that. I feel so bad for the loss from the pandemic, like you said, and, yeah. you know, everything that's happening and, and George Floyd, his family. So this, her book is, it's just never been a better time and, I, and it's I'm out now. Apparently you can get it anywhere, which anywhere. is exciting. I know I'm, I'm getting one. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but she yeah, has to autograph it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Marilyn, can we have your autograph? No. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, Hey, that'll be $10. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's making millions off her bumper yeah. stickers. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Well, she was awesome. There's your survival tip of the week. And uh, and we just love you guys to pieces. So stay strong and keep going, ladies. Find all our episodes at twofabfems.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So stay tuned and stay fierce. Uh, I mean, November is important. Uh, vote (laughs) that's terrible yeah we may may not put that in but we'll see oh good times i know god no you can't you know what somebody will go uh fbi you're gonna love this twitter you're gonna love this yeah we get a knock on our door they're like excuse me all of a sudden our phones are being tapped it's like wait we're just we're just podcasting did i hear clicking just now oh shit Can you imagine we hear this? <laughs> My computer goes down. Shut down. Like at the end of that Halloween episode. <laughs> I'm dying. That's going to be our blooper, I think. Just <laughs> That's terrible. Okay. Oh, okay. I know.